1: It's Tuesday, June thirteenth, and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, Hoynesy, coming to us live from uh, sunny San Diego. Uh, hopefully, sunny San Diego. Uh, what's the weather look like out there?
0: Yeah, Joe, I don't know. I think the uh, marine layer has come in, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what that means, but uh, but I'm sure it'll get better. You know, can't get it. Yeah, I'm sure it's supposed to be around 68 degrees, so I, I, that sounds I thought- good.
1: I thought it was always sunny uh, out there in San Diego, and it never rained. Uh, they, they don't even have a tarp on the field. I, I, I've never seen that ballpark with the uh, with the tarp out.
0: Yeah, yeah. A lot of the lot of the uh, the the ballparks I remember in, uh, in at the Oakland Coliseum, it rained one day, and they couldn't find the tarp. They were when <laughs> the, when Cleveland was out there, they had to call some the cops in from the uh, stands to uh to to cover the field because uh the they didn't have enough people on the grounds
1: crew. Oh, uh, that's that's crazy. Uh you know, right now the the Guardians are out there set to open up a six-game road trip. Uh you got Tanner Bybee on the mound against Joe Musgrove tonight. Uh and and just you you just before we started recording here, you're talking and and looking at the the top of that San Diego lineup and it's just superstar after superstar after superstar. Uh, it's going to be a challenge for for Bybee to to get through that uh, lineup, uh, you know, more than one time.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, Fern- uh Fernando Tatis is leading off. Juan Soto's hitting second. Uh, Manny Machado third and uh, hitting uh, cleanup or uh, number five is uh, Alexander Bo- Bogart. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's that's like an all-star team right there. So that's an impressive lineup. I know they haven't been playing that well, uh, but they're starting to turn it around a little bit. San Diego's, they've got the same record as uh, Cleveland, and uh, they've won uh, six of the last ten.
1: Yeah, it, it should be a, an interesting series to sort of, be a, a a measuring stick or a barometer for uh, this Guardians uh, lineup as far as they they've started to hit the ball lately. Uh, six straight games on that homestand where they had ten or more hits. Uh, they're starting to score runs. They're they're actually uh you know getting closer and closer, creeping closer and closer to even with their run differential. Uh, they still have a negative run differential, but uh, it, it's getting you know, a, a little less uh, awful than it was uh, for a time there uh I, I think you said the uh, the twins are the only team in the division with a uh, with a positive run differential uh but but that's okay as long as they 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 keep improving you know look at the uh you know the work that they've done over the last couple of weeks and you know guys like Josh Naylor who have uh, really seemed to to come out strong in the month of uh of June uh Josh Naylor's doing his best uh you know sort of a Med Rosario impression where uh, the calendar flipped to June and and it's uh, all of a sudden go time
0: Yeah, it's been fun to watch him swing the bat. He, uh, you know, he's uh, been very, very productive no matter where he hits in the middle of that lineup, you know, third, fourth, fifth. Um, And he's doing it with power. He's doing it with, uh, you know, timely hits. He's doing with runners in scoring position. It's just uh, he's kind of in one of those grooves right now. And it's it's fun to just kind of sit back and watch him because, you know, some, probably, you know, there's going to be a there's going to be another phase to this where where it's not going to be uh, as automatic. But right now, you know, he's a dangerous guy.
1: Well, and, you know, some of the things that that Tito keeps repeating and keeps saying to us in, in uh, you know, pregame and postgame uh, talks with him. Uh, sort of, you know, ring in the back of your mind when you when you think about what Josh Naylor's been able to do. You know, he talks about uh, all, all the time. He talks about not getting in the way of guys who are are hot. Not, you know, just leave them where they're they are in the lineup. Let them let them be productive and and keep doing what they're doing because he doesn't want to be the reason uh, that that changes. Uh, and, and you know, when when Josh wasn't, uh, you know, getting the bat to the ball, wasn't uh, you know having good at bats or being patient, not swinging out of his uh, out of his shoes and things like that, you know, he he said, you know, guys who are struggling, you don't want to get in their way because they'll get as hot as they are, you know, cold right now, and that's certainly the case. Uh, you know, you talk about there there's different phases to it or or whatnot. Uh, there there will be a, a maybe a week stretch or so where where Naylor won't be, you know, driving in a, a run every other game or so, but. Uh, you have got to you got to get through those periods to get to where he is uh, like he like he has been uh since May 30th uh pretty much one of the the, the best hitters in the majors in terms of driving in runs and getting on base
0: yeah he's uh he's putting money in the bank right now he's uh you know it's just um it, it's you know he's he's finally given cleveland some you know uh, some protection to for jose ramirez which you know they really searched for they scrambled for for the last couple you know maybe year and a half here so you know he did it a little bit last year but you know he's on the he's on the way to having a big big season joe last year was a career year for him but he could he could blow by that this season
1: yeah and you think about it, he could he did it on maybe a one and a half legs last year uh, now he's feeling a little bit better. Uh, hopefully the wrist doesn't bother him as much uh, after after that uh, slide in Baltimore uh, that he experienced and, and sort of jammed it up a little bit. I know I've seen him with the wrist taped up, uh, you know, as he's walking around the clubhouse. But uh, it, it, it'll be interesting to see how he he does. And he's and he's going back to, uh, you know, the the team where he he basically came up with. Uh, you know, he was drafted by uh, Miami, but uh, moved to San Diego in a trade and then uh you know we saw him uh, in a couple of spring trainings and and his debut was with uh, was with the Padres so this is uh you know sort of a he was there last year but it's sort of another homecoming for him uh, should be should be comfortable surroundings for Josh Naylor uh at least familiar as he he goes out there to to play in the series against the Padres
0: yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about that. Uh what Gabriel Arias too, it used to be like half the team came from San Diego. It's been they've been weeded out a little bit, but there's still a heavy uh, Padre influence on on Cleveland's roster.
1: Yeah, it's I I wonder how much uh, you know, kicking of the tires and and looking up and down the roster uh is being done on both ends as as Cleveland is there now uh, for this uh three-game set uh you know, they they maybe they'll get together on another trade. Who knows? Uh, benefit both sides uh, in terms of that. Uh, the the one guy who's not there for San Diego is Mike Clevenger. He's uh, he's already moved on. So uh, the, the you know the main cog in that uh, in that trade is is no longer a part of uh, of either team. Uh, you, talking about Josh Naylor. Talking about uh, you know sort of the the unexpected or the surprise. I, I was I was kind of surprised to to see when the All Star votes uh were the All-Star vote totals were revealed by Major League Baseball uh yesterday the the first sort of round of voting this is the first release of the vote totals and uh there were no guardians to be found anywhere uh among the league leaders uh you know we know that each team gets a representative on the squad i think uh we're pretty confident that Emmanuel Class A will be chosen uh by the by the coaches and and those in, in New York who make those decisions uh, to be on the roster as as a, a, you know, unless disaster strikes in the next uh, couple of weeks here. I think uh, Class A has, has pitched himself into a place uh, deserving of a, a trip to Seattle. Uh, but will there be anybody joining him is the question. And it does not look like any Guardians are even going to qualify for the second phase of voting, uh, which, you know, now the, the All-Star game is done in two phases of voting. Uh you, you get the first couple of uh weeks where the fans vote for the top two finalists at each position. Uh, I think it's top six outfielders, uh, and then from there they they pare it down, they have a like a three or four day voting period where uh you you just vote for either one of those candidates and, and that's the all-star starter. Uh I think the top vote getter overall in each league is automatically into the game. So you can cross Shohei Otani off the list. I think he's gonna be a a, a lock there. Uh, in the American League at DH. But uh, other than that, Jose Ramirez, uh, Andres Jimenez, and Naylor are the only three uh, Guardians players in the top 10 at their respective positions uh, with with enough uh, all-star votes to qualify there. Uh, Ramirez is ninth, and Naylor and Jimenez are tenth. So it's it's going to be a long shot for any one of those three guys to even move on to the next phase of voting.
0: Yeah, you know, it's kind of disappointing. But, you know, if you look at the way Cleveland has played, you know, for the first two months of the season, they really haven't, you know, caught anybody's eyes. You know, the only thing they they probably, you know, people are a little probably disappointed in the way, you know, they've they've started the season based on, you know, how they ended last year and what they accomplished last year. So I I would think that probably hurts, you know, the, the vote total but uh, you know they're come they're starting to play well now maybe you know maybe those votes will pick up you know Jose had a really good home stand Naylor had a good home stand uh, uh Jimenez is starting to swing the bat better you know maybe that will help them incrementally but uh yeah I don't know Joe about making the jump into the you know to the that second phase that's going to be tough
1: Yeah you know you talk about the history of of like this uh, the all-star voting and, and the fan vote and all that and whether or not fans should be uh, you know, be able to to choose the the starters for the game. Uh, you know, the Major League Baseball has a way of getting the guys who deserve to be there the most to the game, one way or another. Either if it's by injury, or they you know they add guys later or or whatever. Uh, they take care of that. But in terms of of, of the starters, that you look at the the top vote getters in the American League, and it, a, a lot of Blue Jays are on there. They've got an entire country voting for them. And, and it's not like the way that the voting was done in the past where, you know, if your team played a lot of home games uh, in, uh, you know, in June or, uh, you know, April, May, June, uh, that you had more opportunity because there were all paper ballots and you had to get them at the uh, at the ballpark. And that was the only way you could vote. And now it's online. You can vote, you know, five times a day from the comfort of your own home on a laptop or on, on your phone. So. It really doesn't matter. It opens it up to a, a lot more of an international influence. I know uh, the Japanese vote obviously carries uh, a guy like Shohei Otani uh, to the top of the uh, the totals there. But, uh, you know, sometimes there's a lot of good players on the Blue Jays. I just don't think that the entire starting infield should be in position right now to be in the, the runoff phase.
0: Yeah, that that's true. It's like uh, you know, I guess you can still stuff the ballot box, right? <laughs> Over, but it's social media, so uh, yeah, that, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought we were we were beyond that. But there's you know, if you have uh, like you said, a whole country, you know, voting for uh, one team, uh, that that makes a difference.
1: Yeah, and and I've gotten I actually uh, got a couple of emails from uh, readers who saw you know just the write up of of the vote totals that was was in the paper today uh and they they responded they're like boy I hope you know more people uh, realize that they can they can vote this way and you know back around 2019 I think was the first time they they did this uh two-phase system with the uh with the All-Star vote and you know that actually helped uh you know some some uh Cleveland players get into the game so you know it, it helped that the uh, that the game was at Progressive Field too but uh I, I don't know. I I just think it, it's going to be a really lonely trip for Emmanuel Class A unless uh, unless some things really change here uh, in the next three weeks. Yeah,
0: Joe, and I think, you know, a lot depends how the team, you know, kind of pushes this and, and mm-hmm. you know, really, you know, you know, pushes their guys and and, uh, you know, really kind of, you know, puts them out front and, and you know, kind of bangs the drum to, uh, you know, stir the fans up and get them to vote.
1: Well, if you're looking at social media and you're looking at my email inbox, I've gotten uh, inundated over the last couple of weeks with uh, emails from the Guardians about the uh, the, con- the post-game concert on the 24th that's coming up uh, featuring Walk the Moon, uh, which is a, 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 a band, I guess, of some sort. I don't know. And uh, that and the All-Star votes. So I get uh, Jose Ramirez's face, and then I get these uh, – the, these musicians, I guess, in the inbox. Uh, that, those, those are the emails that I'm getting over the last couple of weeks. Uh, so the Guardians are trying to get the the, the push out there on social media. Uh, I just I just don't know. I I think it's going to be a a long shot to get anybody else besides I I the one that would, the one that kind of surprised me that wasn't in the uh, the top what 30 of uh, of outfielders was Stephen Kwan. Uh, Stephen Kwan could be. You know, you talk about Jose Ramirez being the face of the team and and being you know a marketable sort of guy. I think Stephen Kwan could could cross a lot of uh, you know barriers and 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 reach out to a, a wide sort of audience in that way uh, if they decided to push him in, in that regard. I think Stephen Kwan's a guy who deserves to be at least under consideration. Uh, you know, he's he's got a lot of uh, uh, a lot of things he's done really well. Uh, I uh, I just think if Stephen Kwan uh had a had a, an average exit velocity that was a little higher than 75 miles an hour off the bat, uh, I think uh that that he would be a a lot more uh you know widespread in his appeal uh across the league because uh, this is this is a likable guy. This is a guy that you would want to be out there uh you know representing the game of baseball uh in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, he's a classic leadoff hitter, Joe. He's a, a kind of a grinder. Uh, you know, he gets on base, he steals bases, he's a baseball player. And, you know, sometimes those guys in the All-Star voting, if they're not hitting, you know, 10, 20, 50, you know, uh, 25 home runs by the break or driving in, you know, 40, 50, 60 runs by the break, um, you know, they get overlooked. And uh, I think that's probably what's happened to Quan. But I, I, I bet you if you ask, you know, you know 25 of the the 30 managers uh in the big leagues if they'd like uh Stephen Kwan on their ball club they'd say yes.
1: I think Dusty Baker uh is is a convert uh I know for for a fact that he was he was asked about him over the weekend and and he likes the way Kwan plays uh that he that he could do a lot there so uh you know uh you know, just to back up what you said. Uh yeah, that's um uh, interesting i think i'm gonna make it my goal now to to write a couple of posts and get some get some word out there that uh stephen Kwan at, at least should show up somewhere in the uh the top twenty of the all star uh outfield voting uh you know get a, get him that far and and then see if maybe uh new york or the coaches wanna want to vote him in as a as a reserve player uh could be fun if he turns it on here uh speaking of turning it on lately uh the oakland athletics uh the the I don't want to, the, the punchline of the league so far uh, this season. Uh, turned it around a little bit. Uh, Oakland's won six straight games. Uh, I guess it's that time of year when their manager Mark Kotze, gets uh, gets his uh, juices flowing because uh, Omaha is happening with the uh, the NCAA tournament, and uh, you know he made a a, a big run with uh, leading Cal State Fullerton to a, a title back when he was a, a player in college. He pitched and he hit them there uh to to their title. Uh he'd come in from uh from the outfield and close games uh for Cal State Fullerton. Uh Mark Kotze and the uh, the A's are, are they in are they in danger of playing their way out of the top draft pick?
0: <laughs> I don't know, Joe. Well, with the lottery, who knows? You know, they could right now the A's are eighteen and fifty, Joe. Oh, and they've won God. six straight. 18 and 50. Oh. They're 24 and a half games out of first place in the AL West. And this is with a winning streak. So I, that you know, God help, you know, God love them. Hopefully, you know, they they win a few more because you, I don't know they're they're on
1: pace to to win a, to lose a lot of ball games this year. Look, anything to prevent m- any of us from ever having to go back to that ballpark and that Coliseum to see a baseball <laughs> game. And if they, if they have to lose the rest of their games this year in order to get them out of that city or out of that ballpark, I'm all in favor of it because that place is a nightmare. And I would never wish that on anybody else uh, to have to go see a game there. Uh, however, you know, it, it, Las Vegas might not be any more fun. So who knows? Uh, Nolan Jones, uh, hits a walk-off home run for the, uh, Colorado Rockies. Uh, he hit it with, uh, and when I say hit it, I mean, he launched it, uh, you know, 475 feet. Um, and Jones is, is swinging the bat pretty well since he was called up, uh, to Denver. And, uh, you know, they're, uh, it's Denver's the place to be right now. Uh, after the, the Nuggets won the, the NBA championship last night uh Nolan Jones did did, did the uh guardian swing and miss on this guy? I don't
0: know, Joe. I mean, you know, you know, it's you you have to factor in that that it is Colorado and that, you know, he was, you know, he had a, you know, went down to uh in the Pacific Coast League at, at Albuquerque, he had great numbers, 356, 13 doubles, 12 homers, 42 RBIs, uh 1.019 uh OPS. Um, so, uh, you know, but everybody, you know, it, it's a hitters league, the the Pacific coast league and, and it's a hitters ballpark at Coors field still, you know, this was, this guy was a number two pick from Cleveland, uh, big, tall, rangy guy, strong, you know, they could really never find a position for him in Cleveland. He always, he was kind of banged up too. He had, you know, knee and ankle. He had some injuries and, um uh, I don't know if they ran out of patience with him, or he didn't fit their profile. He's a tall, left-handed hitter that swings and misses a lot, and they got rid of a bunch of guys just like that in the last couple of years. But uh, it seemed to me that they didn't give him, you know, it's easy to say now, but uh, it, it they just didn't look, it, it didn't look like he got a real, real long look, according to you know, based on the, where he was drafted and what they paid him.
1: Yeah, it was such a, a whirlwind last year with 17 guys making their uh, their major league debuts. I mean, I remember being in Kansas City when when he debuted, and uh, in that series he he hit a home run into the fountains. I mean, it was uh, it, it was pretty impressive to see. And you you were thinking, oh well, you know, there's there's something there. They just got to be a little more patient with this guy. Uh, but they 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 gave him the the door sort of like the the way they they did Bradley Zimmer. And like you said. Uh, tall, rangy guy who swings and misses a lot and, and can hit the ball 500 feet. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't know. The the trade sort of took me by surprise because it seemed like you were just you were you were buying time when you when you traded him for Juan Brito, who you had to put on the the 40 man anyways, but hadn't made his debut yet. You were sort of like it wasn't an exchange of player or talent. It was an exchange of like service time and manageability in terms of you know we we were going to be able to keep this guy around or didn't have a spot for him but you can give us a guy who's a little further back in his progression and and bring him along uh, a little more slowly that that's sort of what it felt like to me was was what that move kind of represented
0: yeah and uh you know so you know we're going to have to watch him but You know, it's weird the way they've handled right field to me, Joe. You know, Oscar Gonzalez really didn't get a sniff this year. He's down at AAA. You know, this guy, Nolan Jones, seemed to be, you know, made to play right field. Uh, you know Zimmer. Zimmer got he got more than enough chances. He couldn't stay healthy, one thing. But he he was around. They stuck around. They stuck with him a lot longer than they did with Jones. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's going to happen with Gonzalez now. With uh, Brennan hitting well and playing well, you know well, what happens to him. So it's it's weird. I don't know if they it you know they keep saying they don't pigeonhole guys. They don't want to you know make this a contact first offense. They'll take slug sluggy percentage they'll take home runs when they can get them but uh i don't know we'll have to see we'll have to see and hopefully nolan jones has a great great career and and because he's a pretty good guy and and uh you know he you know he's he's had an up and down start to his career
1: yeah it will be interesting to watch all right hoinsey uh that's gonna wrap it up for today's edition of the cleveland baseball talk podcast uh three games in san diego before you move on to uh arizona uh, real familiar with the uh the scene out there so uh should be a, a fun week uh looking forward to hearing back from you uh after tonight's game uh, and we'll talk to you then all right joe